The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. It's 11 minutes past eight. You are with SAFM 104 to 107 if you have just joined us. And we have plenty of great stories for us to learn more and engage more and participate more. One of the things, though, you may want to stop participating in for a while is, of course, social media. Why do I say, of course? Well, last year, there was a new term that was created. It was called doom scrolling, and it emerged in 2020 from the constant scrolling and almost compulsive consumption of negative media on social media, be that on Facebook, be that on Twitter, sometimes even on Instagram as well. On the line with us, we have Paula Quincy, who's the author of the book called Embracing No, Why We Should and How We Benefit, and also Embracing Conflict, conflict Why We Should and How We Can Benefit. Paula, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good morning to you and the listeners. Thanks for having me. Paula, let's start with the idea that um, in many ways, social media has meant that we're able to keep in touch with what's going on in real time. But it's also, uh, whilst filling the gap for some, it's also ended up being a space where we started to feel very negative and quite overwhelmed. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've known for a couple of years now the, the negative impact that social media can have on us. Um, and on our mental health and well-being um, from various levels. And unfortunately, you know, with the pandemic being a global event, it doesn't matter what channel or platform you go to, there is going to be this constant barrage of news around, you know, the infections and deaths and this and that. And and then people, you know, obviously free to have their own comments and, and say that, you know, that free speech and free will. And so it just continues and it goes from one event to the next and it's just people do feel overwhelmed and stressed and it does have an impact on our mental health and well-being. So how do we support uh, our own well-being uh, with regards to social media? Do we just shut down? Do we turn off our devices? What do we do? Yes, I think this is where it comes, you know, it's personal choice at the end of the day. Um, and, and what is your intention and reason for being on social media? Um, is it to connect with friends and family? Is it um, from a business perspective? Or is it just to pass time because you're bored or you've got nothing else to do with your time? And so it's really about... Um, you know, choosing how you spend your time on social media and definitely building in periods of digital detox. So, for example, from a family perspective, you could create um, some no no or digital free time or digital, no digital devices, for example, at the dinner table while we're sitting down and having dinner together. There's no devices. Let's actually engage, let's connect and converse at a much deeper level. It's obviously a more difficult Okay, Paula, we, our line is really breaking up. You need to go back to wherever you were right at the beginning. Are you still with us, Paula? Yes, I am. I okay, am. Cool. Go for it. So, you know, it's, it's harder now with, with obviously with remote working and people being um, online all the time. And so, you know, there's various platforms that we're on, but it's about creating digital free periods or digital detoxes. So from a family perspective, for example, when you're sitting down for dinner together at the evening, make sure that there's no devices at the table so that you can really connect with each other and really converse and engage at a human level. Um, 
The be assumption, aware. though, Paula, the assumption, though, is that you're talking about people who do sit at the dining room table together. So let's uh, let's pull away from that. What happens if you are a single person alone in your home? That's one thing. What happens if you're in a family that never sits at the dining room table together? You talk about detox and um, maybe social media cleansing. Linked to that is the idea that in many ways it's like an addiction. How does one break an addiction? It's all very well to say, don't take it to the table, but that doesn't break the addiction. No, it doesn't. And this is where um, these skills that are coming going come into place this year is discipline, leadership, and resilience. So we need to find other ways to manage mental health and not reach for our differences. We need to um, find other ways of connecting with people. So if it, if you are a single person and on your own, isolation and disconnect is a huge thing that people are grappling with at the moment. And so one of those ways is actually picking up the telephone and having telephone conversations or WhatsApp video conversations where you can actually connect with the person and not be scrolling through social media. You can obviously download apps to help you manage digital um, devices and, and notifications or even delete apps. Um, you know, often we don't go through our phones and delete apps that we don't use anymore um, or delete accounts that we are following that are potentially not um, positive or helpful to us. Um, so you'd really have to go through and break up with some of those platforms and some of those devices and some of those accounts that you're following. Yeah, so shift the curatorial process. You know, I'm thinking a lot about the idea of um, a person who is feeling alone and the challenge that might be there for them to pick up the phone. And actually, in the end, that's really what it is. It's about the the oral experience of phoning and listening to someone. So either you pick up the phone and you WhatsApp phone them or you pick up the phone and you phone them and just how critical it is. Some people may not have the courage to do that. What should their friends and family be thinking about with regards to people that they know who are uh, struggling? Yeah, and this is where, you know, we the, the, the one positive about COVID is that it's put a spotlight on mental health. And we need to make it okay for people to put their hand up and say, I'm not okay and I'm struggling, and, and to be able to reach out. And, um, you know, if, if someone doesn't have the courage to pick up the phone and phone somebody, then one of the other options is to send a voice note. You know, unfortunately, we live in this world of instant gratification where either we want something and we want it now or we hide behind the fear and the stigma and the shame because main social media, we put out there that we live these wonderful, fantastic lives when we know that um, everybody has down days. Everybody goes through patches where they're not coping. Yeah. And so if you are afraid to speak out to your friends and family, then use the national support structures that are out there like Lifeline and SADAC and other um, support forums to help you. Yeah. Uh, Paula, one of our listeners wanted to know is what happens when your family is getting hold of you and they're saying, no, we all have to meet, we all have to meet. How do you say no? So the, first, the the hardest thing about saying no is the first time that you say no. Um, you know, a lot of people are f- afraid of saying no and putting down boundaries for fear of rejection, for not being accepted, not being loved. Um, and you know, it's saying saying no can be quite liberating. It can actually actually lift that burden off your shoulders or that sense of um, you know doom that we feel, that dreaded feeling. 
So being able to put boundaries down is actually healthy. And what happens is when you say yes to everyone else and everything else, you're saying no to yourself. You're saying that you're not important and your needs aren't important. Whereas when you start saying no to other things and other people that don't serve you anymore, you're starting to say that I matter. It's starting to show yourself some self-respect and some self-care and some self-love and some self-nurturing. And this goes for, for social media. It goes for, um, you know, mindlessly flipping through TV channels. Find ways that you can use your time more constructively and proactively, whether that's really connecting with friends and family, whether that's upskilling yourself with new skills or taking up a new hobby to help you manage your mental health and well-being. That's Paula Quincy. She's the author of uh, Embracing Conflict, Why We Should and How We Can Benefit, and also the author of Embracing No, Why We Should and How We Benefit. And certainly, if you are someone who is struggling to just say no, maybe give us a call or WhatsApp us. We'd love to hear from you. What are some of the challenges that you are finding with regards to COVID? How are you making yourself feel better? Are you giving yourself the occasional detox from social media? Because as you scroll down, it is a timeline of a lot of negativity. And how do you shift and say, well, where is the positive story? How are you helping yourself or maybe helping friends and family move in the right direction?